Hey, how's it going, Nick? It's going good. I'm I'm recording from work. I'm on my lunch break at work. I um, as we get ready for Halloween, I'm binge watching some horror flicks. Uh, you and I both aren't huge fans of horror movies, right? Not really horror films in particular, but like uh, I like good movies, so I like good horror movies. But I'm not yeah. one of those people who will watch whatever slasher film happens. Exactly, to. that's how I feel. So, what's the scariest, in your opinion, what's the scariest movie you've ever seen? I would say the scared, most scared I've ever been as an adult watching a movie was Rosemary's Baby. I watched it during college and we stayed up really late one night. It was on AMC. I believe there were some substances involved and I got Mm -hmm. really freaked out. I haven't seen that. Put that on the list. I don't think we've talked about that. I haven't seen Rosemary's Baby. I think the most scared I've ever been was American Psycho. Also can uh, blame some substances. <laughs> I, I <laughs> think chainsaw just, scene. Hmm. Yeah. See, you you were scared by that. I mean, to me, that plays almost like really dark comedy. It was supposed to be dark comedy, but again, the substances. I don't think I received that movie like I was supposed to. Have you watched it since? Uh, I've seen it several times since then. Bill, my husband, Bill, loves that movie. He he's like right. laughs. It scares me how much he laughs through that film. <laughs> It's a brilliant also, he's idea. a big fan of Phil Collins. And so, <laughs> well, and you're a big fan of Huey Lewis in the news. So it works out. Oh my gosh. No way. Uh, I also thought misery was terrifying. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I was scared when I was a kid and I rewatched it a couple of years ago. And yeah, I was it's so good. It's it. so good, man. I'll tell you, Rob Reiner had the, no one agrees with me, but Rob Reiner had the greatest stretch in my opinion of any filmmaker in history in the 1980s. He did misery stand by me. When Harry Met Sally, um, he did uh, Spinal Tap, and he did uh, A Few Good Men, all in the span of 10 years. I had no idea he did Misery. That's incredible. That list is incredible. He doesn't get enough credit as a director. And The Princess Bride, I didn't even mention. Yeah, that's amazing. What's he doing? We need more Rob Reiner movies. Well, then he made like three bad ones, and that was it for him. Yeah. Like the 90s were not super kind to him. and Yeah, he tapped out. Yeah. So, hey, this is the Halloween episode and I'm in this room that doesn't have great lighting. So I put my little work light. Yeah, I love it. Ooh, yeah, that's, that's look good. at this Halloween that's lighting. <laughs> Can I just turn the light off? It is a podcast. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's a video <laughs> podcast, but I, my favorite part of the Halloween lighting is the reflection I'm getting right here. That's it's actually giving you a lower hairline, Nick. <laughs> Sorry. Welcome to the Film Swap Podcast, where we challenge each other to watch the movies that we've let slip through the cracks or purposely shoved into the cracks for whatever reasons. I'm Angelica Thornton. And I'm Nick Vole. And today we are talking about two Halloween films, The Exorcist and Alien. Somewhere between science and superstition, there is another world. (gasps) The world of darkness. expected it nobody believed it and nothing could stop it uh, okay i love that we're doing this halloween edition uh there are actually quite a few horror films that the both of us haven't seen uh nick you're not a huge fan like you said of slasher films no like i i like the i'm gonna move this light i look terrible i like the um 
I like the suspense of horror movies, like good ones. I don't like the blood. I don't like the senseless, pointless violence, but I like the psychological horror. That's why I like The Shining or Rosemary's Baby. Exactly. Alien, like we're going to talk about in a little bit. They, they, I really like those. And those are ones that I only came into as an adult because when I was a kid, I, my parents like drilled it into my head that these movies are too scary for you to watch. And they, not in a weird way, but like I was a kid, I shouldn't be watching them, right? Yeah. So then as an adult, like I was like, nope, sorry, can't watch them. And then in my 30s, I'm like, I'm a grown up. I can watch these. And so I've come around and I've seen a lot of those types of movies now, the classic ones that you should see. Yeah, the good ones. Uh, we actually busted Soren, my 13 year old. Uh, he started watching the Dahmer series. Oh, no. Last week. And I was away on a girl's trip and my husband was texting me and he's like, I just caught Soren watching Dahmer. He's three episodes in. And that's when I did the mom thing. I'm like, you cannot watch this. I watched 10 minutes of the first one and I was pretty horrified. Obviously it's like based on reality and it's just totally graphic and over the top. And so um, now I'm wondering what that did to that little boy's brain, but. He's 13 though. I mean, he's not. He's 13, I know, I know. And he's a mature 13 year old, but I was really, I don't know. I had to turn it off. It was too much, so. Have you started watching that? No, I don't really want to. Yeah. I I don't like to watch. I mean, movies are one thing because when I watch a movie and it's tense, it resolves and it goes away and it might stick with me for the night. But TV series, it's like I want escapism in a positive way. I like shows that grind you down into feeling crappy. I don't want to watch. And like that strikes me as that. I mean, even quality shows like uh, like. Six breaking feet. bad and all yep. of those shows yeah we stopped ozark i love those shows and i i watched them both i watched ozark all the way until the last season i couldn't take it anymore but now i'm way more cautious about starting those yeah because you feel crappy after you watch them like exactly. not because they're bad but because the, the things that happen yes, exactly so, all right let's no. let, let's start with the exorcist uh this is the rotten tomato summary one of the most profitable horror movies ever made This tale of an exorcism is based loosely on actual events. When young Reagan, Linda Blair, starts acting odd, levitating, speaking in tongues, her worried mother, Ellen Bernstein, seeks medical help only to hit a dead end. A local priest, Damien Karras, played by Jason Miller, however, thinks the girl may be seized by the devil. The priest makes a request to perform an exorcism, and the church sends in an expert, that was Lancaster Marin, played by Max von Sydow, to help with the difficult job. It got an 84% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, 87% audience score. I picked it for you to watch because, duh, it it's so scary. It's one of the scariest movies of my childhood, but admittedly, I hadn't seen it in years, and I watched it again today. So why haven't you watched it yet? Well, kind of what I was talking about. In my head, it was one of these movies, if you watch your eyes burst into flames and you you know, so, are so scared you can never sleep again. So yeah. I, I never watched it. And then at some point, like it isn't my favorite genre. I just had never gotten around. Yeah. To it. And you so mentioned last you week. Well, you mentioned last week on the show, you watched it as a nine-year-old. Yeah. I think it was like nine or 10 years old, right around then. Um, what this came out in like 73, a year before I was born. And I, I know I watched it in the very early eighties and it was, I should not have watched it obviously. Yeah. And you watch probably the TV version too, which is even less scary than the. Yes. Yeah. But I still remember some of those super graphic scenes. So I don't know if they just weren't censoring it for TV or what. Maybe I watched it again, you know, and I just kind of 
remember that. But um, yeah, I watched it. I was too little. My brother was really upset and he was two years older than me. So both of us were way too young to be watching this movie. Yeah. What did you think? Uh, I can see that it's a well-made movie. I didn't find it scary at all. Um, like I, I can, I, William Friedkin's a great director. Uh, you know, he did the French connection before yeah. this. Uh, he's a great director. He made the movie with skill. I didn't particularly like the movie and I didn't think it was very scary. And here's my big takeaway on this movie. This is like a right-wing conservatives wet dream. A Hollywood actress, don't block this, no shadows on my face here. A Hollywood actress, a self-avowed atheist, uh, has a problem with her kid. Medical science can't help her. The church can. The church comes in and sacrifices themselves their lives to save this little girl and now you know so so i don't know i i couldn't get away from the feeling like this was like catholic propaganda and and it has been criticized for that um you're an atheist right mm -hmm. and i grew up greek orthodox pretty religious family was forced to go to church every week so i think when I watched it initially, I still believed like that there's a devil. And I mean, it's not Catholicism, but it's pretty close. Mm -hmm. um, and I really thought you could be possessed and that, there, you know, exorcisms happen. And so I think at the time it was scary to me when I watched it again today, I kind of laughed off a lot of the scenes and I thought it was a little bit hokey. Mm -hmm. So um Obviously, it it just hasn't aged well. I I want to know what you mean when you said it was well made. Are you talking well, he, about the cinematography and yeah, shot the pacing? And yeah, the, the pacing was very slow. I will say that, but I think it's pretty typical of its era. Yeah, we did a really good job of building dread. Like you, f I felt anxious as I was watching it as as the movie progresses and um, but so so that's what I mean. Yeah, well composed shots, interesting angles and editing and it just it was a little slow but like you can tell like someone who really knew what he was doing made the movie you know and which lends it also sort of it, it lets it transcend from essentially the b movie origins of it because it's very pulpy obviously a, a yeah. 12 year old girl spouting obscenities and doing sexual things you know quality filmmaking elevates it above the exactly the roots i guess of it and I will say that the the stuff that was supposed to shock you is still shocking. Like that little girl saying those things and doing what she did with the crucifix. Uh, and, yeah. I mean, that still is shocking and it's effective in that, but I don't find it scary because the, the concept of a literal devil is funny yeah. to me. Not funny, but like, yeah, no, I hear you. I don't believe in it. So it's just like a, a it's a villain that you are expected to have a built in fear of that. I don't. Yeah. And it, I did not know because I was, you know, negative one years old at the time when this came out about the reaction it got in theaters. Have you heard this? Yeah. Like people were freaking out. Yeah. Uh, uh, like people were freaking out. Um, you know, there were all, there's this huge controversy about the rating saying it should have been X rated because of, you know, the crucifix scene. Um, people were vomiting in theaters, having seizures. I don't know if any of that's true. That seems like pretty over the top to me, but those were the stories thrown out there in the mid seventies. Mm -hmm. And I was also surprised about how hard it was to cast for this film. Apparently they couldn't get any big time actors. There's a rumor that Jack Nicholson was considered, but he didn't want it. Um, and so all of these actors were relatively unknown at the time. 
Yeah, Which I think is, only Max von Sydow yeah. had any kind of career. But I think yeah. it, it speaks to the B-movie nature of it. Who would want to get involved with a movie where you read that script and you don't know if it's going to turn out to be good, like it did, or if it's going to turn out to be like, you know, a, a B-movie. Yeah. So what did you think during some of the most, you know, um, famous scenes like Reagan, like vomiting the pea soup or her head spinning? Were you just laughing at that point? I mean... It wasn't it wasn't scary. Like I appreciated it for what it is. They're they're fun. It's those are fun moments. I regardless <laughs> of what they, they are, like whether you get scared or not. I mean, they're like oh, right. You still say holy whoa, but I'm yeah. not scared by it. The kid's name I, I did want to bring up. The entire movie, mom is calling her Regan. The entire medical staff is calling her Regan. <laughs> It's like the filmmakers couldn't decide what her name was or they didn't keep it straight between the two groups. I thought that was pretty funny. But anyway, yeah, I like the pea soup part's pretty funny. I mean, it very clearly looks just like pea soup. Yeah, but. I just uh, and I was picking up on all these other things when I was watching it, um, like how bad the special effects seem now, obviously. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's pretty it, it does almost seem campy uh at this point when her head like spins around and i was like that doesn't that's not even good for 1973 although i have nothing to compare it to um yeah i just also there's like uh, the whole storyline starts in like a rock um with a dig and he finds a pendant and he finds some artifacts and then he looks and sees that statue or whatever it is and then he sees some dogs fighting and then he ends up being the priest to dies during the exorcism and i you know did they ever explain that connection at all you're you're meant to i think you're meant to assume that the demon he found in iraq is the same one possessing okay. her and then the necklace they found there is the necklace he gives to the mom but right. it's very tenuous the whole thing's very tenuous yeah. but, but see what's interesting is when the movie started and we're in iraq it really captured me because it's beautiful. Like the cinematography is gorgeous. And I was yeah. watching this Blu-ray print that was really pristine and it looked beautiful. I, I even said to my wife, like, I can't believe this is from 1973 because it was yeah. so clean and beautiful. Yeah. And then when it gets mired down in the family, then I start losing it a little bit. But yeah, that didn't, there wasn't a huge connection there too. And what I thought was fascinating, because like I saw Max von Sydow show up on screen and I know him as an older actor from all the stuff yeah. he did in my lifetime. And like, how, how, long has this man been old because <laughs> it's true that was, was only 44 when they shot yeah. that so that's old age makeup on him oh i didn't realize and that. it was really good i actually he, i actually like looked up to see how old he was when he died because i thought it must have been 130 yeah <laughs> seriously he was pretty good um i don't know is there anything you felt that worked well in the film I think the sense of dread it, it builds is very yeah. effective. I do. Um, the I think silence it, too. The silence was good. For sure. And the, the movie went forever before anyone spoke. And I thought yeah. that was really effective. Yeah. Um, I thought, so Jason Miller, who played the priest, he, this is his first movie. So yeah. I was reading he was a little a playwright, bit about wasn't he? Yeah. Like, I guess, I guess um, they went to him to get some like, critique on the script and talk it over and then he came back to them a couple weeks later and is like i need to play this part this is me i grew up in a religious family and we did all this stuff and this is me and they eventually settled on him um it's kind of amazing and i don't feel like i saw him in anything else ever again and he was pretty good yeah he was great i also think that um father Karis's mother was perfect i'm saying this obviously as a greek person so i overanalyzed everything about those scenes her Greek was perfect because she's a real Greek person. Her apartment was perfect. 
The Greek food on the table was perfect. The fact that she refuses to leave her home mm-hmm. and the things that she said to him in Greek were the exact things that my yaya would have said to my mom had she not saved her from getting into a hospital. I was like, oh, this is great. And there were no translations, were there? Mm-mm, not that I saw. Yeah. So um, everything was perfect in those scenes. I thought that that was great. Um, I was confused because Greeks are not Catholic, but some, I mean, there's a very small population and he's a Catholic priest, but everything else about that character was great. Um, And I thought, I thought he did a great job in that role and, you know, uh, portraying a priest who is really struggling with his own faith. I thought that was great too. Maybe a little more of that would have been good. Yeah, totally. I, I could see that because less focus on Reagan and her mom, like Ellen Burstyn, I've never been a huge fan of as an actor. And I think they didn't give her a lot to do except sort of panic the entire yeah, movie. See, I'm I, I'm not a fan either, which is why I haven't even been saying her name right. It's Burstyn. I think I've been saying Burstyn. <laughs> she's bursting all over the scene. Seriously. Yeah, she's bursting like the puke out of Regan's mouth. I, the whole movie, I was distracted by how much she looks like Julia Stiles. At that age, Um, she was okay. I mean, I wasn't like, she was all right. I I didn't think she was great, but- have a lot to do. Yeah. You know? She just freak out and cry over your daughter, you know? The whole fact they made her an actor and that was a minor part of the movie, like didn't add much. Yeah. She didn't need to be an actor, I think. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that whole, that that was kind of like the boring parts of that film. I don't know. And I think that was great. Um, I didn't quite understand why. So at the end of the movie, uh, the priest jumps out of the window and kills himself effectively mm-hmm. to get rid of the devil. And I don't, I didn't quite get why he had to do that, but because it yeah. was so powerful that that's the only that he way. just goes from person to person, right? Yeah. So if you jump out of the window and then you, yeah, I don't know. It, it yeah. To me. Yeah. It made no sense to me either. All right. You want to talk about Alien? Sure, let's take a look at the trailer. Some of you may have figured out we're not home yet. We're only halfway there. Mother's intercepted a transmission of unknown origin. You got us up to check it out. Human. Unknown. Okay, Alien, a 1979 science horror fiction by Ridley Scott. It follows the crew of the commercial space tug Nostromo, who, after coming across a mysterious derelict spaceship on an undiscovered moon, find themselves up against an aggressive and deadly extraterrestrial set loose on the Nostromo. Stars Tom Skerritt, Sigourney Weaver, Veronica Cartwright, Harry Dean Stanton, John Hurt, Ian Holm, and Yafit Koto. Came out in 1979, and you had never seen this film before. Nope. What'd you think? I was worried at the beginning because I thought it was a little slow to start. I was worried I would get bored, but then, wow, I texted you a lot of swear words while I was watching it. That's all I did. I showed my coworker Uh, and he got a good laugh out of that. I absolutely loved it. I feel like such a ding dong for waiting this long because I think this is one of the best sci-fi horror films I've ever seen. Probably the best one. I just feel like an ass for living half my life, more than half my life without seeing this. It was so good. It was so good. I want to watch all the other ones. So yeah, that's funny you say that. So again, this was one that I hadn't seen until it was in my thirties because I was too afraid to see it. We loved it. And then 
So when the start of the pandemic, my wife and I started a franchise movie Mondays where every Monday we would watch a whole film series and every Monday we'd watch the next film and then we'd start with the next, you know, a few weeks later. Yeah. So we decided we were going to do Alien. And we'd already seen the first two and Prometheus and the one after Prometheus. We'd seen most of them already. The plan was to watch one a week for six weeks or whatever it is. We watched one every night for the entire week once we started. We oh, just wow. couldn't stop. And yeah, they're not all great. And Alien is the best of the series, but they're definitely worth digging into the sequels. A lot of people will tell you Aliens, the next one is the best. I yeah. disagree because it's one of the interesting things about this series, and I don't need to go too deep on this, but every single one of them is basically a different genre centered around the aliens. So the first huh. one is a horror sci-fi. The second one's an action sci-fi. It's more about shooting and gunning and blowing things up. The third one is more like almost like an indie it's very slow paced. It's more mental than others. The third one or the fourth one is kind of like, uh, it's oddly enough, the guy who directed Amelie directed it. Oh, it's so random. And like, it's just a really weird one, but they're all a little different is what I'm trying to say. Um, so you like this one the best, the first this, one. This one is definitely the best. It's scary. It's uh, engaging. You actually like the characters and like, yeah. they, it's such good writing too, because some of the characters, they don't have a lot of lines, but they have just enough that you know who they are. Exactly. Kind of exposition, like Yafet Koto's character or Harry Dean Stan's character, you know who those guys are with it just yeah. the barest of dialogue. Exactly. And when I said I was like worried at the beginning, I'm talking just minutes. It wasn't like I was 30 minutes in and I didn't like the movie. I was just like, oh, it's so dark and so slow and they're just talking. But I think that worked. Um, the realism worked. You know, like I was like, this is real. This happens. People are in space in these cargo ships and this is real life. I thought the cinematography was fantastic. Uh, just the slow zooms around the spaceship. So quiet, so dark, chilling even before we saw the organism. Um, the pacing was great. The suspense when uh, Brett was looking for Jonesy the cat and you just know. And then the look in the cat's eyes. I mean, that was a fantastic moment in film history. I, I know that, sign, that sounds hyperbolic, but it was that was a perfect scene. It was great. Yeah, and there's so many scenes in there that you can say that about. Yeah, it was so awesome. So, so what was your favorite part of the movie overall? Like, I really liked the Ash twist. I didn't see that coming at all. Um, my mouth was literally hanging open. I know that uh, Ripley said, I don't trust him at one point, but that's really the only hint we had that he was a robot. Um, and that's not even a hint. He's a robot. I mean, she could have just been. Yeah, that's the, that's the only hint her. that something else was coming, that he was going to yeah. be a bad guy. Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, when Ripley, <laughs> I mean, there's just so many iconic scenes when she's got just a couple of minutes left, like five minutes left before the ship destructs and she's trying to abort and she just screams like, you bitch, and she smacks I don't know what she was holding, but she smacked something and running out of the room. That could have been so corny, but it was so perfect. Sigourney Weaver pulled it off so perfectly. I thought to myself, I need to buy a t-shirt. Seriously, I need to buy an Ellen Ripley t-shirt. I am in her fan club. What a badass. Yeah, and and this was her first movie, Sigourney Weaver. I know. And I can't can believe see that. why she became a star after this. Like, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, she was nominated for an Academy Award for this. She was, I think. Um, I think it, it, it got maybe best like adapted screenplay. I don't remember. It won something. Um, I just, you said, you know, we didn't get a lot from the characters, but I was like devastated when each of them died. Mm -hmm. I thought they were great. 
Um, I was devastated when each of them, except for Veronica Cartwright's character, died because that's true. She's a little annoying. She's so annoying, and they like, and it's not her fault. That's all they yeah. gave her, and like, she's a space person. And then, like, anytime anything happens, she's like, no, no, like, just paralyzed with screaming fear. Well, her that. voice didn't help. She has a super irritating voice. I don't know if that was just the role or what, but it was like you'd hear her, like, you know, on the intercom system or whatever they were using, and I'm like, just mute that. You don't need to know what's happening with her. She's fine. Just ignore her. Um, did you think there was some sexual tension between uh, Ripley and Dallas? Um, who's Tom Skerritt's character. Sexual? Yeah, just something going on there. Because I I was worried that they were going to go there. Hmm. And I was like, oh, they're, they're in love or they've hooked up or something. And I don't blame her, by the way. Tom Skerritt, a young Tom Skerritt is super hot. But well, He was in his 40s there. He was like your age yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. Still hot. Uh, I respect that that didn't happen. I feel like when these movies go in the direction of a romantic storyline, I get really mad. I do not mm -hmm. like that at all. So that ruins a lot of movies for me when there's a love story and they end with the hug and da da da. da. Um, so I'm glad that didn't happen. But I sense like really, really this underlying, I don't know. It was good. It was perfect. It was so subtle. I might be reading into it because I have a crush on Tom Skerritt, but. I'm not, yeah. Yeah. Um, what? Yeah. I like Tom Scarrett. You know what the funny thing I can't help think about, and this is applicable to no one but me and my wife, is Tom Scarrett in that movie looks exactly like a younger version of my next door neighbor, um, who is also my family doctor, who we've been seeing. Oh, that's weird. So yeah, when we bought our house, we moved in and we we're doing the final walkthrough. I'm in the upstairs bathroom and I look down into the neighbor's yard and I'm like, is that, is that Dr. Snow? And it is. <laughs> So awesome. the guy who's had his fingers in places I don't want to tell you about is now the guy I borrow power tools from. Oh, that's weird. Oh, but he looks just like weird. he still has that haircut. I mean, the beard oh, is great. exactly the same, except like if Tom Skerritt's character were 20 years older. Oh, that's great. Um, so I don't have any complaints. We like to talk about what didn't work. I really don't have any complaints. I mean, there were a couple cheesy lines uh, and Parker and Brett, you know, constantly asking about the bonuses at the beginning of the film. No, but see, I like that. I think that's that could have been cliche, but it didn't bother me. And it yeah. was like realistic, you know, that's what yeah, would like, happen. You get stuck. Okay. What? We can't go home. Am I going to get paid for this? It worked. Cause it's a job, but they're not, and these exactly. guys are like, they're space truckers is I think what. That's really exactly right. Yeah. yeah. They're not like astronauts. Well, there, there were two things for me that didn't work exactly, but they're minor things. One is like the, the limitations of the special effects at the time. The bigger the creature got, the less believable it was because, you know, it's a guy wearing a suit at the end. Yeah. Um, it's a 6'10 guy I read, but, you know, you, you still lose the sense of proportion, I guess. So that was a minor thing. The face hugger is the scariest thing I've ever seen in a movie. The oh. single thing, the, the thing that makes you recoil the most is that face hugger on John Hurt's face. That's but then, what I was. That's why I was texting you every swear word imaginable. I just, I, I mean, I was really floored by that. It was so good, and it wasn't like super graphic. It was just perfect. Because you can just feel you you feel your throat tighten. You feel you you feel like it's on your face for a second. Exactly, you know I mean? exactly. When they went to cut into it in the acid. Oh, that was so, that was wonderful. I loved yeah. it. But the, the other thing that didn't work for me, I mean, look, it worked for me. 
but I think was unnecessary was the end when she's practically naked and like the camera is so like just you can see her butt crack totally yeah or like leaning over I'm like are we gonna get fully naked here her underwear is hanging off yeah you can they like there's a there's one shot where they like zoom in on her crotch as she like swings her legs into the astronaut yeah that was a bit much but like yeah I, I wonder I don't know what were they trying to do there I guess they were like oh she feels safe we want the the audience to feel like she's home free she's safe she's putting her jammies on she's getting cozy let your guard down yeah it makes her more vulnerable I think is yeah what it is yeah yeah and the fact that she's like a young pretty woman doesn't yeah. hurt for a movie with zero other sex appeal I guess yeah I loved this movie. I'm so glad I watched it. Um, gonna watch it again this weekend with my older kid. And and it's so funny too because last week we did another Ridley Scott movie, uh, House of Gucci, which we both did not. I hated it. I can't believe this is the same the director. Same well, this is his masterpiece. I mean, he's right. made a lot of great movies, but this is his masterpiece, and that is one of his lesser films. So yeah, so he did Thelma and Louise too, right? We talked about that. Mm-hmm. You got to watch that one. Well, put it on the list, baby. Yeah, it's really good. This was so good. What a professional. Phone on. Uh-oh. Decline. My car warranty. Sorry about that. Don't let it lapse because <laughs> you can't get those cars fixed otherwise. Um, what? Uh, let's see. What Would you recommend either of these two movies now to anybody else that you run into? Either movie. Yes. Obviously, Alien, I would recommend. I'm going to watch it again this weekend with one of my kids. Um Yeah, I think Exorcist 2. I think it's one of those like just classics. Um, Although it's not as good as when you're eight years old and you're, you know, not supposed to be watching movies like this. I think it's still entertaining. What about you? Uh, Definitely Alien. I mean, I'll tell anybody. Yeah. Alien. Um, I think as a curio, as a cultural, you know, like piece of our film history. Yeah. Watch The Exorcist, but don't expect a lot. Yeah. And I think you are definitely a special case too, as far as like religion and that whole, like the whole underlying tone of the movie, because you feel pretty strongly about religion and you, (laughs) you share your opinions on that. So I can see, I I mean, we've talked about that. You and I have talked about this before because I'm agnostic and I, I just, I think the way you summed it up is perfect. And there are articles out there about how the exorcist is like a conservative stream. Mm-hmm. I haven't read those. So I want you to know, I didn't, I didn't uh, no, totally my opinions here, but uh, interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, I would recommend it. I think it's part of film history. It's one of the most important movies ever made. I, I would say, and it was genuinely shocking at the time. So you can view it as a relic of sort of an era for sure. Um, so yeah. yeah. And if you like that slow seventies vibe, that, Kramer versus Kramer. Like all those 70s movies are so quiet and slow. I've never seen Kramer versus Kramer. All right. Well, we keep adding to the list. So we're going to have to watch that one too. I've purposely avoided that though, because again, in in that idea of you don't, I don't want to watch movies that make me feel crappy at the end. You know what I mean? I know that one's gonna. It's like why I never watched Marriage Story, the Scarlett Johansson, Adam Driver yelling at each other movie. Yeah, that's smart. I don't like Noah Baumbach either, who made that film. I think all yeah. of his movies make you feel crappy at the end. So I don't really, but that's a whole other podcast, I'm sure. Um, so there you have it. Two recommendations for your Halloween. I, have you watched any other Halloweeny movies this season? No, nope. I think we're going to like do some binge watching over the weekend, this weekend leading up to Halloween. We still haven't even started getting ready for Halloween. Everything's later this year. I think the weather kind of threw us off. Sure. 
What's well, been know. so nice? Who wants to get ready for Halloween? Exactly. Barbecue. Exactly. But I'm, I'm going to do the scramble with the kids to the Halloween store and like whatever they have left, that's what we're going to be. <laughs> My son's going as a traffic jam. He's five years old and that's what he wants to be a traffic jam. So oh, my that's wife fantastic. is putting together a black sweatsuit with little cars in a traffic. Oh, game. that's so cute. Are you guys dressing up? Yeah. So usually in the past, he said what he wants us to be. And it has nothing to do like last year. I went as the moon because that's what he wanted me to be. Yeah. He doesn't care this year. So I ordered a Ted Lasso jacket. So oh, if nice. it arrives in time, I'm going to go as Ted Lasso. I, I honestly just wanted the jacket for myself. Um, and if it doesn't come in time, I have a trailblazers jersey and shorts. I'm going to go as Damian Lillard. Nice. <laughs> or Damian Lizard. Yeah. I saw son, your tweet. <laughs> last night when the Blazers game was on, my son very excitedly ran into my office and daddy, daddy, come quick. Damian Lizard's in this one. Maybe Blazers that should be your costume. You can combine the Lizard and the Damian Lillard shirt and yeah. inspired by August. That would be cool. Green Lizard. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, we're not dressing up because I have to go a thousand percent or nothing. Okay. So I think last time I dressed up for Halloween, I saw you. I was, uh, yeah, we were Jack and Wendy Torrance from The Shining. And I just torture myself. I have, everything has to be perfect. So I don't have enough time to pull it off this year. So I'm already planning for next year's costume. All right. That's, I, I, I respect that. You're a cosplayer of sorts. Yeah, totally. Uh, we All right. Oh, go ahead. Was, we have been watching some other Halloween movies. Uh, have you seen Shaun the Dead with Soren yet? No, no, we have to watch that. I've seen it, and I think Bill has seen it. That's Soren good, has not seen it. That's a perfect one for a thirteen-year-old. It's a little yeah. scary. It's very funny. Yeah. Oh, uh, I watched the light, the lighthouse last night. It's what's, a uh, Robert Eggers movie. It's got Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe as two lighthouse keepers in the eighteen hundreds, and then they go nuts essentially. Oh, I like that. Okay, I'm gonna put that on the list. So my wife recently made me watch Hocus Pocus two. And I have to say that it is the worst movie I've ever seen. Really? Probably. Have you seen the, you hadn't seen the first one, right? No, I've never seen the first one. I'm not, I never at any point was a 13 year old girl. So I did not see the first one. I have multiple times on the news had to talk about Hocus Pocus 2 coming out. And the conversation has always been, Angelica, we can't believe you haven't seen Hocus Pocus 1. And what I want to say is what is wrong with you? Like what? When that came out, I was probably in my 20s. I don't know when it came out. Maybe I was in college. I have no idea. 93, 92-ish. Oh, yeah. So I was in my late teens. I don't ever remember being remotely interested in it. Um, and it just still doesn't appeal to me. But I feel like at this point, the pressure is just too much. I need to watch it. If Hocus Pocus 2 is anything like Hocus Pocus 1, I would really advise not watching it. <laughs> okay. It was the... It was just awful. It was not funny. And like, it just seemed like such a shameless grab for money and just like this, 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 this reboot thing where it's all about nostalgia, yeah. and it's not about quality. And there's all these fun things they reboot that do turn out. So I'm not saying they shouldn't do it at all, but like, God, it's like, it's like flushing down a turd and then trying to replicate the turd. It's like, <laughs> turd, let it go. It's so all right, uh, I'm gonna watch it. I'll let you know what I think. Okay. Um, no, I, uh, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of those actresses either. I mean, they're all right, but it's not like there's nothing drawing. Isn't it in Salem, Massachusetts, too? 
Yes. Yeah. And I grew up near Salem and I hate the whole kitschy, like Salem, you know, witches that I like the real Salem, like witch stories. Like when you go in, you know, you learn about the actual witch trials, but I hate all the Salem movies. It's they all seem like made for TV movies to me. Yeah, the production value was very low on this one. I don't know what the again, I don't know what the first one was like. Don't see Hocus Pocus 2. Hubie Halloween. I think August could watch that. I don't oh, know. Really? A five-year-old? Do a little research. I mean, it's it's like scary in the people jumping out at you kind of scary. It just depends mm-hmm. on the kid, but it's cute. It's very Adam Sandler cute. Don't trust me, though. Do do your research because my kids are older. So I remember being totally fine with both the kids watching it whenever it came out a couple of years ago. But it was cute. My, my son gets scared by interpersonal dynamics. He gets he gets too nervous to continue watching the My Little Pony show because characters are being mean to each other. Oh, so he's not a fan of Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah, he loves Larry David. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. He loves him. So Angelica, you have a recommendation for me to watch for next week? Yes, Better Off Dead. I'm delighted that you haven't seen this movie. I've probably watched it 30 times. Tell me about it. It's, uh, it's definitely one of those 80s uh, teen comedy... I don't know what even that genre is called anymore. John Hughes type films. Um, And it's a ski movie. Do you ski? I went skiing one time and I was very bad at it. So I've not been back. I come from a flat state originally. You'll like it. I haven't seen it in years. So I, um, I want to watch it again and uh, update my feelings on it. Okay. Yeah. And I love John Cusack. I know he's in it. And like, uh, I think he, like we talked about Rob Reiner having this unimpeachable run. He, John Cusack, had an unimpeachable run in the late 90s to early 2000s with Gross Point Blank and High Fidelity and Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil and a bunch of other good movies. So I'm interested. Yeah, Gross Point Blank is one of my favorite movies. That's the best soundtrack of all time, in my opinion. Love that soundtrack. Saturday Night Fever, but it's close. Really? Saturday Night Fever. Dude, I love disco music. Do you really? I do. My God, you keep surprising me. Okay. I'm full of of surprises. I'm like a Tootsie Roll pop, but in the middle, (laughs) instead of a Tootsie Roll, you get something good. All right. So Better Off Dead is for next week. Uh, You can watch The Exorcist on HBO Max uh, and also probably all over the place leading up to Halloween, I'm guessing. I think I saw it like in five places through the weekend on cable. Uh, And then I watched Alien on Amazon Prime Premium, but it's available on all the other streaming services for like three or four bucks. Yeah, do it. Halloween right around the corner. Get yourself good and scared. All right, that was fun. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Film Swap is produced and hosted by Angelica Thornton and Nick Vole. You can watch or listen on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Follow Angelica on Twitter at AngelicaKATU and follow Nick at Nick Vole. Share your thoughts on the films we discussed there and we might just read them on the show. Music by John Michael Farley and Nick Bowles.